one more segment breaking down the first day of New Orleans Saints training camp. And I, I feel like like waking up this morning was like, you know, like the, like Christmas morning. I was just so excited. I woke up early. I woke up at six. I normally wake up at like seven and I walked the dog. I, I was so pumped. And then I sat, I got back from walking the dog and I was ready to go. And I was like, wait, I have like an hour. <laughs> I don't even have to be ready yet. I ended up watching the, the final episode of Secret Invasion, which was kind of terrible, I have to admit. Oh, um, no, I haven't gotten into it yet. It's all right. But like, I was so, I was so amped up that I, <laughs> I was like ready. I was sitting on the couch. Like, I guess I'll go get a coffee or something. Well, that's why you got a oh. prime parking spot today too. I did. I, I didn't have to park <laughs> in like the satellite lot. Yeah. And so I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. This is Inside Black and Gold. The big news that we haven't gotten to talk about on the podcast yet, really, the Saints brought back Jimmy Graham. And I think I was not alone in that initial news breaking and thinking, oh, they're just bringing him back so he can retire a Saint, right? Like that's, the deal you sign that one day contract and he's gonna and no very much no this is a guy who they had considered bringing back multiple times never worked out this year it did and jimmy graham is on a one-year deal coming back for the new orleans saints and i was talking to sean vizand about this i don't think you would have gotten jimmy graham to agree to come back without some kind of and not necessarily a guarantee you make the roster, but assurance that you're going to give him a realistic role to play into, right? This is not a vanity project. He's not coming back unless he thinks he can make this roster and expects to play in games in the Superdome, which is what he promised fans they would see. Uh, I don't think he means preseason games. So, you know, Jimmy, still six seven, still can move. I'm, I'm excited to see what he looks like when the pads come up. Yeah, obviously. I mean, this is one I didn't expect or see coming, honestly, either. Oh. Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, the signing, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, yeah, the one-day deal to come back and retire is saying, eh, that's not the case. That man's coming to play. And what a turnaround for this this group in general, because I know initially after last season, it was like, what, what are we going to do here? Uh, this was, you know, before even like the signing of a Foster Morrow was brought in and and then you know there was okay you, you see a little bit of depth there uh they added even you know jesse james you know now a, a jimmy graham to that group suddenly we're, we're bursting with with tight ends here and i didn't even mention obviously the young guy and lucas kroll and uh the man nice catch today for him. Uh, the, the man who's not even sure if he's a tight end himself in Taysom hill i thought that was great today that little back and forth yeah. So, you know, like just to follow up on that point, you know, Jimmy Graham, I think he's, I, I look at him similar to when they brought Ben Watson back, right? Ben Watson was 38 when they brought him back and I wasn't sure what you could get out of him. Yeah. He caught 35 passes, 400 yards, two touchdowns. I think if you're, if you're looking at Jimmy Graham and you're, that's the type of production that's like, okay, can he be a red zone weapon? Can he catch four or five touchdowns and be a unguardable player in parts of the field? Um, and you, yeah, I just think like, it's going to be intriguing, but yes, I got to talk to Taysom today and, you know, he's talking about his role and he's talking about how he wants to focus on this. He wants to focus on this. He actually said like, he's a guy who really would love structure. He's a structure guy. And every day he comes to Saints practice and it's just the least structured thing you could possibly imagine. It's chaos, right. Um, but I did, I kind of just asked him straight up. It was like, do you consider yourself? A tight end, like the on the depth chart on the roster, you are listed at tight end. But what do you think you are? And uh, and and this is what this is what he has to say. <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think of myself as a tight end. You know, as you know, I, I don't think I had a single rep last year as an inline tight end. You know, so when I think of a tight end, that's kind of what hits my head. Um, I don't know how I would label myself. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, obviously, my background is, is being quarterback. So when I think about you know what I've done throughout my career, I, I think of I think of that. Um, as far as what I'm doing this year, I don't know. <laughs> so in summary, absolutely not. Taysom Hill does not consider himself a tight end, just like everybody. There really should be just a separate position on the roster. <laughs> and just, right, utility or whatever. Yeah, call it what you want. And it's like there's going to be a point this offseason when someone's like, wow, I can't believe the Saints kept four tight ends. They didn't. They kept three and Taysom because that's the only thing. But I just think it's funny. Like, not even he's willing to go up there and be like, yeah, 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 I'm a tight end. <laughs> but you, you know, deep down, he really definitely still thinks of himself as a quarterback. I could see it in his eyes. I could see it in his <laughs> eyes. And, and I will give him credit. I think he has, over the last two seasons specifically, really embraced this role in ways that in the last season with Sean, when he was competing with Jameis, he had not yet. And I think it was really kind of a disappointment for him to compete for the job, lose it, and then have to figure it out the rest of the way. But I think that he is a team guy. He wants to win. He wants the team to succeed, and he wants to do whatever he can to help them. And I think last year you really saw it, and he blossomed in that role. He scored all those touchdowns. He kind of found a niche that made sense. And his role developed in, you know, it's not, it's like you look at it, it's kind of like a like a tree where the roots are kind of spreading, right? And it's just, you kind of feel like, wow, this is where he can really contribute. And there were games last year, week five against the Seahawks, week 16 against the Browns. They lose those games. If he is not in the role that he is in, now maybe if he was the starter, who knows? But <laughs> in, in the way the offense was running, if you were not utilizing Taysom Hill in the ways you were, you lose those games. And how, you know, it, it, there's only so many guys in a team that you can point to and say that about, right? Like offensive linemen, whatever you can point to and say, we need them, obviously, you know, receivers, whatever. It's hard to find guys who you can say, no, we won this game because of what he did. And if he didn't do that, we lose them. And that's what Taysom is. And so when you're looking for value, you're looking for a guy that is willing to do anything, it's him. And I really do appreciate him a lot. Like you said, the just everywhere he is, you know he's giving it that extra effort, uh, always striving to get that extra yardage, or you know, uh, still one of my favorite uh, plays from him was, I think it was either 2019 or 2020 that block punt in Tampa Bay that he had, and it just it just shows you, you know, the guy's willing to do anything to help his team win, like you mentioned, and. Even though you can tell, you saw, you saw in the depth of his soul when you looked in his eyes, like he still wants to be that quarterback. But it's like, in order to be that quarterback, I got to do a bunch of other stuff, and he's and he's okay with it. Yeah, and and I, you know, I also asked him, you know, what he worked on uh, this off season, and uh, this is what this is what he had to say. I think it's it's kind of what we talked about, um, you know, route running, um, and I, th- I think the the other thing is like film study is being able to make those decisions quickly, right? It's one thing to get a ball and take a drop 
and have an expectation of what somebody's going to, to do, what breaks they're, they're going to make based on the coverage. But now, you know, I'm hoping to get more opportunities to run some of those routes. And so that was new for me, um, and that was an emphasis this year uh, as far as my training goes. But I try not to get too specific with my off-season training. I make sure that I feel strong and I make sure I'm in shape and I can run fast because, you know, the scope of, of what I'm doing, it's hard to just become so specialized on one thing. Um, you know, so I try to make sure that I'm well-rounded. Yeah, so he can't just practice one thing. <laughs> and when he's when I asked him, like, what specifically have you worked on this off-season that you feel like, oh, I need to get better at this? And he can't pinpoint one thing because there's so many things. Um, and I do I do find it kind of fascinating to, to think about. It's like, how do you set up an off-season program when it's like, you you know you can't possibly narrow it down. No, you just have like uh, you pretty much have to be an expert and master in everything. <laughs> yes, and you know just to kind of loop back around here, here's what Taysom said about Jimmy Graham when he was asked because you know Jimmy Graham is kind of a ethereal figure for these guys. Like I don't know if there was anyone on this team other than Cam Jordan who was around when Jimmy was. I think he's probably the only player who can look back and say, yeah, I was a teammate of Jimmy Graham. Um, and that's kind of fascinating to think about because he's still around. He's still playing. And But all the other players on this roster are like, oh, yeah, I remember watching Jimmy Graham as a member of the Saints and being like, how do you guard that guy? And now he's here. So here's what, here's what uh, Taysom had to say about that. Um, man, I know Jimmy's a, a great player. Um I feel like through the years and my time here, we would often bring up Jimmy of how he would run his routes. And so, you know, conversations with Drew, it's like, oh, Jimmy used to do this, or on this route he would do this. And so his name was always coming up, and we'd pull up old film and watch his stuff. So, um, And obviously played him a couple of times when he was up in Chicago and, and whatnot. So I've been following his career. I've seen what he's done. Um, and now to have the opportunity to play with him, is super positive you know there's a guy that's just had a ton of experience um there's just so much wisdom that comes from experience and reps and and he checks all those boxes and he's been great to work with last couple of days it's been really fun to have have him around and ask him questions and, and have him in the room and here's what Derek carr had to say about about his new six seven tight end besides the resume and the, the leadership and you know you know who he is in the locker room. He's a great guy. You know, Jimmy was one of the guys Devontae would always talk about. You know, uh, that he just loved him as a person, loved him as a teammate, and I didn't even know Jimmy. Then, you know, and then when we signed him, uh, you know, the very first thing is Jimmy was talking about how much he loved Devontae. So that, I was like, okay, it's mutual. They like each other. You know, and so um, that was my only impression that I had of him from afar. And then yesterday we sat there and talked for thirty minutes. And, you know, we talked about you know Drew, Aaron. Seattle we talked about different a whole bunch of different different stuff and you know I had questions for him and uh, you know all that stuff especially as a pilot too you know flying around and stuff like that so I had we were just getting to know him you know what makes him tick but when you get around him you're like you just want him in the locker room you know um, his leadership to that tight end room leadership to everyone on the offense uh, he's you know he's the first guy hey if you need it's anything said you tell me and I'll say it you know that like he's this that kind of guy and so uh, he reminds me a lot in that aspect of Lee Smith was that kind of leader uh, play with Lee um, in Oakland, um, and he was that kind of leader. Whatever you need, I got it. And, uh, you know, when you have a guy that has your back like that, it always feels good. So when he's talking about Devontae, he's talking about Devontae Adams, who Derek Carr played with in Oakland, 
I'm sorry, in Las Vegas last year. And so Jimmy Graham played for the Packers for a couple seasons and he was teammates with Devontae Adams. So that's where they crossed paths. And that's when, so Derek Carr had talked to Devontae Adams who gave Jimmy Graham a going review. And Jimmy Graham then reciprocated that saying, oh, I love Devontae. So that's what he's talking about there. He also mentioned that Jimmy Graham's a pilot which, I mean, he must have some big, the plane must have like an extra big cockpit to like accommodate a 6-7 pilot. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's not a coincidence that people love playing with Jimmy Graham. Like it, it makes it a lot easier to bring in a veteran player who you're still trying to figure out exactly what he can do when that player is as well-liked and well-respected as Jimmy Graham is. I thought it was telling too the other day, you know, the initial press conferences when training camp opened, hearing from even, you know, Mickey Loomis, a general manager, executive vice president of the team, and talking about the attitude that that Graham brings to the locker room, to the team, uh, you know, and I just never, I don't know, I felt he was a flashy player, but I never saw him as really that kind of vocal badass trash talking kind of tight end and and i've seen at least that kind of way that the attitude that mickey loomis was talking about kind of made me feel like like he is that guy (laughs) yeah and and i think just part of that is just playing however many what 15 seasons in the nfl i mean you gain an understanding like mickey talked about how you know the maturity level that he had when he was a young player here is a lot different than what he has now and i and that's part of the reason you bring in veteran players. That's part of the reason he's an attractive fit. It's why the Saints have looked at him, and especially in a tight end room that has a lot of young guys, right? Foster Morrow is, what, 25, 26? Like, Jawan Johnson's in, the, in that range, too. Like, these are young, impressionable guys. Now they have a veteran to look up to. Because it's tough. It's tough to learn how to be an NFL player and also – be leading younger players, right? Like Cam Jordan has made that a science. He's made it an art form. It's not as easy as it looks. And, you know, now I think that takes some of the pressure off a guy like Juwan who can now kind of lean on someone who's done it before um, as he's still learning. Like it, it takes more than two years to learn how to play tight end in the NFL. Um, and so now he's got Jimmy. I, I think it's a good addition. He, I, I still think there's maybe a 50-50 shot that he makes the roster. Let's be real. He is 36. I don't know how much he has left to give, um, but it's still going to be fun to watch. And, you know, that's that's all you can ask for as a, as a fan of an NFL team, right? Just want to have a good time. Yeah, I, I guess maybe I'm more confident in him making the roster just because of the quote-unquote skins on the wall that he has. And I guess, yeah, time will tell if he really is still in football kind of shape. I'm just curious, though, what what should we really expect from Graham if he can – play a 17 game season because obviously he's not going to be that 11 12 touchdown a season guy well let's say 50 50 is a heck of a lot better odds than i'd give most if not all other 36 year old players who showed up ready for another (laughs) season of football right (laughs) um so those are pretty good odds in my opinion yeah yeah uh, and i think he's gonna have to show in games in the preseason what he has left and and that's when i put that at but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think look at Ben Watson, what he was able to do in that age 38 season. The Saints brought him back. He did play in all 16 games. He got 35 passes, 400 yards, two touchdowns. I think the touchdown total yeah. should be higher. The yardage total, I think that's about fair. And you're not going to be expecting a ton out of him. You might get a couple starts if you need them. 
The only thing that makes this situation kind of odd to me is you would think your depth tight end would be a top end blocker, right? Well, we know that's not the case. <laughs> and that's just never been his thing. Like, it's just not. And it's like, I don't think that's insulting to him. It's nah. never been his forte. So how does he get on the field without taking Jawan off the field, right? Because he's not going to take Jawan's job. So is he kind of just insurance if Jawan gets hurt or I don't know. So that's going to be something we have to, we have to kind of decide, but you know, until we see him do something in, in a real, even in one of these joint practices, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump over, over a barrel to be like, wow, he's that guy. Um, but for now, you know, we haven't even talked to him yet. I am look, looking forward to talking to him hopefully later this week, but either way, it's a fun story to start camp and we'll see where it goes. We're going to have a lot more kind of intriguing stuff coming in. You know, we have fans out there on Friday, as mentioned. We're going to get to talk to a lot of these other guys. You know, we'll have a lot of audio to throw at you. So, you know, maybe even enough for an extra episode here or there. But for now, we're going to stick to the normal two week, two episodes a week. So the next one, we'll probably record over the weekend and get to you on Monday. But who knows? Maybe there'll be an emergency podcast here or there. We'll, we'll figure it out. Either way, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Inside Black and Gold, reacting to the first day of Saints training camp. We got the second day tomorrow. We got the third day on Friday. We got the fourth day on Saturday. And then we got a day off. And before I go, one of the things that interested me is you look at the schedule, and DA mentioned this, is they've adjusted their schedule a bit to kind of be forward-thinking in terms of health and avoiding injuries and uh if you look at the the schedule there are only like two or three stretches where they even go four practices in a row without a day off or a walkthrough and i think that was intentional and i i'm happy about it because the first like that 10 day stretch to start camp where you don't even get a day off is brutal just to go out there and watch it every day i can't right, imagine you start you start all bright-eyed and then by you know like you said four or five days you're starting to get worn down by it yeah so I think that's interesting because Sunday they're off. And I don't recall the last several years them having a day off four days after the start of camp. No, um, I so I right. think that's one of those adjustments that you're seeing. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a sign that DA is uh, coming out of his shell a little bit in terms and of. And that's why I think uh, Monday is going to be great too, just because they're coming back rested and boom, they're back in, they're in pads then. So it'll be, it should be really aggressive. Pad day, baby. Yeah. All right. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app. Why not? Just try it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I hope, I hope to see some of our fans at camp, honestly. Yeah. If you're out of camp, say Definitely hi. Say hey, please. You know what he looked like. I'm the one <laughs> sweating through my shirt. Actually, that's everybody. I've already made that joke. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Follow the show at Saints Pod. Saints underscore pod. Don't follow the Saints pod. Well, I guess you could also do that, but that's not ours. <laughs> and you can follow Steve we'll at Steve Miller, WWL. Steve's got to run and go get on Sports Talk with the, the old gang, the old boys over there. And uh, Steve, any parting words before we get on out of here? Uh, no, just so excited for this football season. And I don't know. Uh, I can't remember how I, I started it. My first season was the Super Bowl year. So I've been doing this a little bit now, and it just never gets old covering an NFL team feel blessed to do it and, and love this part of the job for sure no doubt no doubt and we love all of you <laughs> absolutely why we do it but all right be easy y'all
Peace. Peace.